Hey, thanks for coming back and joining me on another episode here of About Fate. Uh, truly, kind of blessed and privileged for uh, to be able to do these episodes each week and just thankful for all those that continue to support, uh, whether it's the testimony episodes or whether it's just episodes with me. I know we had been talking a little bit about the Bible over the past few uh, uh, weeks months i guess uh and we had talked a little bit about uh you know god in the bible and can we trust the bible and the bible and science we're going to get back to that uh probably next week or the week after that uh, but uh, i did want to take time uh to uh, stop and talk about uh something that uh, i saw and it really struck a chord with me and i really wanted to just take my time and Hopefully I can give some encouraging words today um, on this particular issue. It's um, something that you're starting to see more and more um, bigger stories and bigger stories. And it seems like, I mean, it's always sad. Um, the topic is uh, suicide. Last week we had a story here in Texas where a young woman, um, I don't think she was I don't think she was from Texas, but uh, I was a young woman that went to a college here in Texas and come to find out she left this long uh, note um, where she had committed suicide. Um, so her suicide note, she posted it on Instagram and um, long note and in the note, there was some heartbreaking things that were said. Um, one of the things just off the top of my head that I can remember, she talked about, you know, checking on your quote-unquote strong friends and that's what I what I see a lot of people doing uh, in this day and time they are trying to uh, be strong or put on the act that they're strong when they're really not strong uh, or they're really dealing with a lot of heavy stuff at the time and uh, not only that but she she talked about um, uh, how how she had lost her connection with God and how the devil is, has won. And she, I remember her, even after that statement, she said that it's okay. And I'm like, it's not okay. It's not okay when you get to a point in your mind where you feel like the devil has won and he's has you believing that it's okay that he won. It's never okay to let the devil win. And you don't have to let him win at all. Now, God has given us every way and aspect to have the victory over Satan if we would just trust in him and come to him and I don't want to be um, uh, I, I don't want to oversimplify things I may say that a few times here but I'm going to try to uh, talk about it because when I looked it up I saw uh, that over 700,000 people commit suicide every year that means that people are hurting people are hurting and we as Christians it's time for us to rise up and stand up and give them more than just these cookie cutter uh, things these cliche things that can be said but what people really need to know and understand is that God is the answer to all of their issues 
while we're shouting in churches and while we're dancing in churches and we're putting our praise break music and we have our tambourines and we have all those things. And I'm not saying that it's wrong or you should feel bad about praising God. I want you to understand that while you're in church praising God, there's somebody out there that's taking their own life. There's somebody out there who feels like there's no hope in this life. And the only answer to peace is to take their own life. Oh, if we understood the urgency of what Christ was saying when he said, go out and to compel men to come to Christ, I wonder what the church world would really look like. It wouldn't be based off our fancy suits. It wouldn't be based off of our Sunday posts, which only include how well we dress, doesn't include how what the minister talked about or the message was about only includes our nicely dressed attires. I look back and I look back at Easter Sunday this past weekend. I saw so many wonderful, but not Easter Sunday, Mother's Day. And I saw so many wonderful outfits. And it even happened on Easter Sunday. As I, now that I think about it, you saw so many wonderful outfits. Christ is risen, has now been reduced to my outfits. It's been reduced to fancy shoes and nice suits and nice dresses. And it's okay. I'm not saying people should have, shouldn't have nice things. If God blessed you to have nice things, go out and you know, have those nice things. But I'm saying we have to be careful when we reduce something that's meant to be sacred, something that's meant to be awesome to just the niceties of this life. Because there are people that are watching us and they're looking for hope. They don't have hope. They don't have peace and they're looking for it. And we have to be ready to give an answer to them. And I don't want to over simplify things, as I said earlier, uh, by just saying God loves you. I don't want to say that because every time, for every time I can talk to someone and I can tell them that God loves them, the enemy is going to turn around and tell them, well, if God loves you, why are you dealing with this? Why are you dealing with that? Why are you about to get put out of your house? Why are you about to get put out of your apartment? If God loves you, why can't you pay your rent? If God loves you, why don't you have food to eat? If God loves you, why did he allow your child to die? If God loves you, why are you failing your classes? If God loves you, why did he call, allow you to be raped or molested? If God loves you, why did these things happen to you? If God loves you, for every time I can tell you God loves you, I, I'm not ignorant to, under, to, 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 say that I under, to say that I don't understand that the enemy is going to combat that. He's going to uh, 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 have a rebuttal to the fact that God loves you. And it's true. It's a true statement. God loves you. Whoever you are out there, you may feel like you've lost hope. You may feel like you don't have a friend in this world. I understand that the Bible lets me know and that I understand things that Jesus will be a friend that will stick closer to the, than a brother because the Bible teaches me that he came here and he gave up his life not for himself, but he did it 
just for me. He did it just for you so that we could have fellowship and we could be connected to him. One scripture that comes to mind in the Bible when I think about people who feel like they have no hope and they're giving up, a lot of what's going on is people just are misguided. I think about that sometimes. I think a lot of people are misguided in Proverbs 11 and 14 says that where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. See, I won't just sit here and tell you God loves you, but I will try to talk to your mind and talk to your heart because I want you to know that I understand. And I may not understand everything. I may My life has may not have been your life and my testimony is not your testimony. I may not come exactly where you come from. But let's be honest. Everybody in life has had some hardships have had some disturbances in their life, some things that's shaking them. So I won't necessarily tell you God loves you, but I will tell you God is the answer to whatever it is that you're dealing with. So we have so many people that are misguided about what life really is. And when you look up and you study this scripture, Proverbs 11 and 14, uh, uh, it's a word in there that, that, that gives a, it has a nautical term being used for or steering, a ship and just like a ship, a ship needs to be steered or guided in the right direction. So does man. The Bible says, "Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he get old, he gets old, he will not depart from it." So people need to be guided on the right path. They need to be guided in the right direction, shown the right way to go, so that they don't fall. So that they don't fail. Proverbs 15 and 22 reiterates what was said in Proverbs 11 and 14. And it says, without counsel, plans fail. Another version says, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. So many people are disappointed. They have purpose. People have told them you have purpose on your life, but nobody has guided them. So now they're disappointed in life because life is not going the way that they thought it should go. Life is not being led the way they felt like it should be living. And they feel like that they should be a success and they're only 14. They're only 15. They feel like they should be living a life of lavish. And I know I've heard testimonies. I know testimonies of people who've had some hard lives by the time they're teenagers. So for all the purpose they you may try to tell them that they have with their life, they keep they can they continue to be disappointed because nobody is guiding them in the right direction. Nobody is giving them the truth about life. And the truth about life is in this world we'll never be trouble free. See, a lot of people won't say it like that. But that's just the truth. We'll never be problem free. We'll never be issue free. But even, even in all of that, the answer is not dead. That's not the answer. The Bible teaches that man born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Life is going to have trouble. 
It's important to understand that that life is going to have trouble, but we have to know and understand that eat with God. I can have everything I need. God has given us the antidote to the troubles of life, to the stresses of life, to the depression, to all of these things that are taking place in our life that are taking place and weighing heavy on our mind. I want you to know that God has already given us the antidote to the troubles of life. If we want peace, the word of God tells us how to attain it. And I know that's what so many people are looking for. They're just looking for a little bit of peace. Some people just looking for a little bit of sleep at night, a little bit of rest in their mind. They just need a little bit of peace. And I want you to understand that you can find it through God. The Bible has already given us the antidote. And he says in Isaiah 26 and 3, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Not even just peace. He said, but it'll be a perfect peace. Peace without holes in it. A peace that's not flawed. Nobody else can promise you that but God. God will keep you in perfect peace. The Bible teaches us that He will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what He means by perfect peace. People will look and see how confused at the type of peace you have. So many times people will quote scriptures like this with no help on how to live this way, how to obtain this perfect peace. And people may say, I want it. I want that life, but I don't know how to keep my mind stayed on God all the time when I have to deal with work, I have to deal with the kids, I have to deal with the spouse, whether it's my husband or my wife need that needs attention. If you're in school, you may have uh, school may need your attention. It may be swaying you down and stressing you down. You may be in college trying to figure out how am I going to pay for college, work my job, keep my grades up. How am I going to do all of this thing and you may even be at work you may have metrics that you have to hit at work and you're finding yourself finding falling behind and not able to hit those goals and you're not able to finish those projects on time but i want you to know that if you want peace you can have it see people will tell you all these things and you're saying how can i get to that when i have all of these things that i'm dealing with stress at work stress at home people driving crazy on the road so now you're stressed on your drive But I believe if the word of God said it, it means what it says. He'll keep you in perfect peace. If you keep your mind stayed on him. So when I look at what God says in Isaiah, I come to an understanding that in order to have peace, you have to have a right thinking of your mind and your heart. In order to have peace, you have to think right. And it has to be a right thinking in both your mind and your heart. But before we get to right thinking and what God wants us to think about, let's think about some things that lead to wrong. Uh, 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 tell me where wrong thinking will lead you. Wrong thinking leads you to wrong feelings. If you stay in your wrong feelings long enough, it'll begin to 
eat at you and ultimately uh, the heart and the mind will be pulled apart. That's why you see people that are in depression. That's why you see people uh, uh, that are uh, uh, become mentally unstable because their mind and their heart begin to get ripped apart. And this is what the enemy does. He attacks you first in your mind. And sometimes he just uses the stresses of life and then he piles on a little bit. Oh, that's where the spiritual battle is taking place. It's not taking place out uh, uh, it, because he somebody slashed your tires or it's not taking place in they take a little bit off your check that you weren't expecting but where it's taking place is it's in your mind what we have to understand is that thoughts are real and thoughts are powerful thoughts can't be uh, seen, weighed or measured but they are just as real as your hand is your feet. They are very powerful. They try to tell you about that. You know, people start to worry and thinking you'll find that it'll start having an effect on their health. But because thoughts are very real and thoughts have very much weight and thoughts are very powerful, God tells us in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 to cast down imaginations and bring it to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Our imaginations can lead us down some terrible paths and you can be honest, you can think up some horrible things. But I love it because he says after we cast down those imaginations, after we cast down those wrong thinking, after we cast down those things we shouldn't be focused on, God then comes back and he tells us what to put our focus on, how we should think, what we should be looking to. He tells us what to look at and what to look for. God tells us in Philippians 4, it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. God tells us to focus on right things, good things. These things will help us to keep our mind on him and keep us in peace. That's what people are looking for. So what did God tell us to think about? He said, think on whatever is true. And there was a survey done that it said about, uh, uh, it found out that only 8% of the things people worry about were legitimate matters of concern. The other 92% of things that people worry about, it says that they were imaginary, they were made up, they never happened, or they were either beyond your control. You have people worrying about things that never happened, never will happen, and this is how the enemy gets so many people. He's telling you things are worse off and there's no hope for you. You're going to always be like this. You're going to always be a failure, and you haven't even failed yet. Oh, you just started the race and the enemy is already telling you, you can't do it. You can't live life with peace. You can't have a life of peace. It was meant for you and you alone 
to be the person that experiences trouble. God said, don't think about what's negative. Don't focus on what things that haven't happened. Don't make up things in your mind. Remember, cast down imaginations. And he says, but, as a, but, but what you're going to think about, you're going to put your focus in on whatever is true. What's some things that are true? If you listen to today, the truth is that you're still alive. Oh, things that should have taken you out, things that should have brought you down, things that should have killed you. But look at you persevering. Now, that's true. That's what you should think on, that you persevered. See, the enemy wants to tell you that you're a failure, but look at you still waking up, still getting up out the bed. You have persevered through, through, through thick and thin, whatever has gone on in your life. God has made you and, and preserved you. And who knows, this may be your hour to deliver. The devil wants to tell you that you can't be delivered from whatever it is that you're bound by. See, a lot of people are killing themselves. They're drinking themselves into a hole, smoking themselves into a hole. You got women giving themselves all over. They said you'll never be more than just a, a, a toss up. You'll never be more than just an old alcoholic. But I want you to know if you're listening to this today, God has brought you to here. He has preserved you. You have persevered and you can be delivered even in your home, wherever you're in your car wherever you may be listening to this podcast that god can deliver you he can set you free and he can give you the peace that you're looking for as a matter of fact i heard the bible speaking and he's not just going to give you peace but he said that there's joy and there's peace over and righteousness over in the holy ghost you don't have to just settle for peace with god gotta come on and add a cherry on top and give you some joy if that's what you're needing Think about whatever is true. Don't just think about imaginary thing. He says whatever is honest and just. Focus on things that's worthy of respect and that are right. Stop focusing on lies. The lies people tell. People focus on those things. Things that are not even true about you. He says focus on things that are worthy of respect and that are right. We need to avoid giving our attention to a bunch of dishonorable things. So focus on whatever is honest and just. Whatever is pure, lovely, and of good reports. We must not give our mental capacity uh, to corrupt things of this world and the enemy is constantly attacking us he's attacking us with sexual impurity causing people's mind to be impure constantly it's everywhere you can't turn on your tv you can't get on social media without seeing some type of sexual impurity it's everywhere and it's doing the god the devil is doing it because he's trying to attack your peace But I come to bind the hand of the enemy today. And no matter where you're listening to this podcast, whether you're listening to it on YouTube, whether you're listening to it in your car, uh, whether you're listening to it at a friend's house, I want you to know that I want to bind the enemy that's causing impure thoughts in your mind. I want to bind those things right now. And we're going to lose the victory in your life. We're going to lose some peace for you. We have to focus on things the things of God and the beautiful things that are worth talking about. Not all these nasty things that are going on in the world. Not all these pitiful things that are going on in the world. But we need to focus on what good, what is pure, lovely, and of a good report. Focus on, on the negative reports like the news. Everyday negative report. Everyday negative report. Every time you turn it on, negative report. He says focus on things that are of a good report. 
What's some good news that God still saves? God still delivers. God still sets free. You don't have to be in sin if you don't want to be in sin, but you can have those chains lifted off of your life. Oh, that's something to focus on. Something that's a good report. If there, any be, if there be any virtue or any praise, if it has virtue, it will motivate us to do better. And if it has praise, it is worth commending to others. We can't afford to waste our mind, our mental capacity on things that will tear down. Negative conversation, gossip, rumors. We can't afford to take in those things like these reality shows. That's all it is. Nothing that's motivating us. Nothing that's worthy of praise is causing impure thoughts in our life. Like he said, if you think on these things, you want to know how to keep your mind stayed on him? Think on these things. The thing about it is God gives us the recipe to overcoming our mental battles. But we have to be willing to come to him and ask for the help we need. Isolation isn't the key. Suicide or debt isn't the answer. But giving your life to God, that's what you need to do. If you're already saved and you're dealing with depression, talk to God. Heard somebody say that sometimes you need to have a brother or sister that can Help you be accountable. Talk to God. Talk to your friends. Don't be an island. Don't go into isolation. That's what the devil wants you to do. Get by yourself so he can talk to you. Open up the page of scripture and see what God tells you about yourself. The Bible teaches that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not an accident. You're not forgotten about. God loves you. And he wants you to have the peace that you're looking for. But you have to be willing to submit to Christ, submit to God. And then think on the things he's given us to think about. Thank you for listening to another episode of the About Faith podcast. And we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith podcast. With me, your host, CJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.